What's up, friends? If you've ever experienced a dry season in Bible study or just struggled to want to read your Bible, today's episode is for you. My friend Heather Preston is my amazing guest, and she doesn't hold back when I ask her how in the world to make scripture come alive when you are in a dry season. Heather Preston is a professional writer with a Master of Arts in Theological Studies. She's a consultant who works with churches and pastors, and she has a passion for academic collaborations. Heather also hosts a podcast called Scripts on Scripture, I love her show by the way, where she discusses all things Bible with pastors and fellow writers. Her most recent book is entitled Between the Lines. Now, if you're registered for the 2023 Renewed Conference, you already know that Heather is one of our day one speakers. If you aren't registered, I hope that changes today, especially after you listen to our chat. Head to HerRenewedStrength.com forward slash conference to register for free. Without further ado, here's my convo with my beautiful friend, Heather Preston. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right, y'all. I'm excited for today's conversation because I have a very special guest. My friend Heather Preston is on the show, and we are going to have a really cool conversation about Bible study, the Bible, and all things relating to it. So Heather, thanks for coming on. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. I absolutely love your show. So I'm really excited to come today. (laughs) Wait, what's funny is that I was like looking at my podcast. I'm like, oh, it looks like scripts on scripture doesn't have anything since August 1st. Let me just like refresh. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, Heather's not no, done recording. That's right. I guess, I'm not going to text her and ask her for like a preview because that's rude, but <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all good. We're actually officially in recording mode for season two. And I'm really excited about the, about what's ahead, the topics that we're going to be discussing. I'm just, I'm really pumped. So it's going to be good. So guys, if you didn't pay attention in the intro. That's okay. My friend Heather hosts Scripts on Scripture. And it's a show that, first of all, just the dynamic between you and Ivory is hilarious. So you will absolutely start laughing in the first couple minutes. Um, and then the the topics are really rich. And so I know in the intro, I shared that you have your master's in theological studies. And Correct. that just... I feel like you bring a different flavor to the table when it comes to Bible study. So if you don't mind, just yeah. share like a little bit about who you are. I read your bio, right? Like, we yeah, know your bio, yeah. But like, who is Heather? What's your testimony? And how did you even get to where you are now? 
Oh, well, God called me to be a writer um, when I was 15. And it was really very much like a a crisis of faith kind of moment. Um, A lot of things went into that. Um, But I started pursuing writing at that point um, on a competitive level and got really serious into that um, and, and studied that for many, many years. That's what I went to undergrad. Um, I went to Emerson college, did the whole writing literature and publishing, um, major, Mm -hmm. but, um, that, you know, involved a ton of literary analysis and, and although I loved it, I got to a place where I was so comfortable analyzing text that I actually started to just kind of experiment. And I was, still maintaining, you know, the same GPA and, and, but it wasn't challenging me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I ended up going back and, and studying the Bible and realizing, um, in doing so with the same techniques that I had been studying, um, literature from all over the world, um, and, and secular literature from all over the world, realizing that the Bible was the one thing that, um, that I, I never, you know, it could go layer after layer after layer and I, it never ran dry mm-hmm. and I never got bored and I was constantly being challenged. And uh, so I got into to writing further in my career and I, w- I was ghostwriting for um, a, a little over 15 years uh, so that I could do that kind of behind the scenes. And, and, you know, my husband and I have three kids. So that allowed me to take on projects as, as I was able yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, as I started working more and more in the devotional realm, um, I, I realized I, I wanted more depth and that was when I went back to, to grad school to, to get the master's in theological studies, um, because yeah. I wanted to be able to, to go even further in this book that I had fallen in love with, you know, I wanted to go even deeper and, um, I, I don't I don't know everyone's background that that's listening obviously but for myself I grew up in church and the majority of the sermons that I I would listen to had to do with the New Testament and mm-hmm. and the New Testament is beautiful and it's the fulfillment of prophet prophecy and and all that but um but if we look at only the New Testament and we look at the the story of salvation from that perspective it's like watching the sequel when you haven't seen the first movie mm. if you if you don't go and and investigate the old testament you're missing all of those beautiful um all of those beautiful promises that are fulfilled mm. by Jesus by all of these things that happen in the new testament that we watch um, come into fruition. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a huge piece that you don't get if you don't go back and study. But that being said, the Bible's thousands of years old. Yeah. So you have, you know, you have this immense amount of history that most of us aren't going to know. I mean, if we're talking about the ancient Near East, uh, I think the majority of, of either one of our listeners they're not going to be super familiar with the Near East. And certainly none of us are with the ancient Near East. Yeah. It's not really even taught in schools. So there's a lot, there's a lot that went into writing between the lines. Um, my book, there's a lot that went into it that was just straight up archaeological journals and in mm-hmm. studying what in the world it would have looked like. And obviously I love that. I'm a total nerd, you know that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but that, so that's, um, that's a little bit about me. I feel like I just talked really fast for a really long period of time. So I apologize, but I get excited when somebody asks me about 
<laughs> I, I think it was like three minutes, so it wasn't that long. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It was like three minutes and 30 seconds. You have to halftime the audio. <laughs> no way. No, no, no. This is good. And I think it helps us to just get a better understanding of the perspective that you hold. And I, I try to keep that in mind, even when I read the Bible, like what is my tendency? What, if, what is the stuff that I've like naturally gravitated to? And am I trying to like bring that into my, my Bible time, you know, because it's well, not a good practice. It's not all well, the way. Not all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, and obviously there's a place for it. And the gospel mm-hmm. is beautifully simple. You know, man is separated from God because of sin. God loves man so much that he gives up his own life to repair that and that that relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's beautifully simple. You can sum it up in 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 two sentences. Yeah. But that being said, there's also an incredible complexity to God and, mm-hmm. and even just his creativity in providing us a written word. I mean, there's something so um, awe-inspiring when we start to unpack what he wrote us. I yeah. mean, you think about it, it's like, yeah, he used human authors to write down his word, but he used very particular human authors. He chose mm-hmm. certain people in certain instances and in certain times and, you know, prophets that that rose up amidst incredible adversity. And mm-hmm. the things that they write about God's heart are just, you go that much deeper in your walk with God through understanding that, but you have to first um, unpack enough of, of the confusing parts. Cause there are some stories like uh, Ivory and I did an episode on weird stories. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> Cause some of them are like, what in the world? Like yeah. it's weird. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't make any sense, but you know, we say it's weird. A lot of those stories aren't actually at all weird. Once you know the original context and yeah. you know what the culture was, what the, what was happening, why, why they would say that or do that, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta unpack it that way in order to, in order to truly grasp what the author is telling us and what, what God is, is showing humanity. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible is God's revelation of himself to us. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's intentionally showing us aspects of himself through these stories. It's not just a a story for the sake of history being recorded. And and there's plenty of history recorded in the Bible. And that's important because it allows us to definitively say these events actually did take place. Even things that, you know, for many, many years, scholars discredited are now being proven that no, that actually did happen. That's Mm -hmm. a real thing. Yeah. Um, one one story that fascinates me is in Acts chapter eight with the Ethiopian eunuch and mm-hmm. and Philip, because you have this absolutely incredible account in a gospel that is very factual. I mean, Luke starts out his gospel by telling us this is for Theophilus because I want him to have a very clear understanding of the events that have taken place. Like he's he's essentially proving the gospel accounts to um, this, this Roman leader. And 
so then you have this account in, in chapter eight, where Philip is like supernaturally teleported to witness to this Ethiopian eunuch who's traveled from this massively wealthy kingdom. And, you know, it's just this like little window into how the supernatural mingles with the, the physical realm. And it's, and it's like, it's so intertwined. Yeah. And in 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 the midst of an incredibly factual gospel, you have this incredibly mind blowing supernatural element. Yeah, and it's I don't know I just I, I I just love I just love reading the Bible. So, oh my gosh, same. <laughs> so the supernatural, just like something that stands out to me when you mentioned that, is that when so I'm into apologetics and yeah. I don't talk too much about apologetics on the podcast, but that is essentially like the defense of the Christian faith. And I listened to a talk by Bodhi Bauckham recently and his interpretation or his understanding of apologetics at its core is really our ability to present our own personal holiness. And that is our own defense of Christianity. Like it is proof enough, right? In the way that we walk. And what I have seen in like the intellectual conversations that people have, unbelievers, atheists, agnostics when they're yep. challenging Christian apolo- apologists and asking them yeah. to prove whatever it is that they're trying to prove their issues are not so much with the historicity of the Bible so much as they are with the miraculous. Exactly. And that yep. like you bringing up Philip and the eunuch, it reminds me like people don't have an issue with Jesus existing. They yep. have an issue with Jesus coming back from the dead because they don't know of anyone else who has done it. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and honestly, that was something that, um, at the apologetics class I, I I took at Liberty, they went in on um the historicity of the resurrection. Yes. Um, because because it is it that is a, a real source of contention because mm-hmm. um without the resurrection, you don't have Christianity. That's right. I mean, then Jesus was an awesome teacher and a humanitarian and the end. But um, but yeah. with the resurrection, that changes everything. And, it does, and yeah. when you look at the way that the gospel accounts are structured, that was something that when you understand the the culture of that time, mm-hmm. the the first evangelists are the most unlikely candidates. It's mm-hmm. the women. Yeah. Now at that time period, a woman wasn't even reliable in court. Like her testimony right. wasn't even valid in court. Mm-hmm. It was on par with the convicted felon. Yeah. And and so then you have these women who go to the tomb um, to perform burial rites, you know, Jewish custom, Mm -hmm. the men are hiding in the upper room. Yeah. Now, if you're a man recording this gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay. If you're recording this gospel, are, are you likely to share the fact (laughs) that you were hiding when the women were out there doing their job? Are you likely to record the fact that you didn't believe them when they Mm. came and told you Jesus was resurrected? Yeah. And and you even went to the tomb, the empty tomb and still didn't believe. Are you likely to record that? No. It It doesn't look good for you. (laughs) No. A.W. Tozer talks about that. Yeah. He talks about um, the inerrancy of scripture and and how like as humans, it's not, we're not inclined to highlight our shortcomings. Right. Mm -hmm. But like that is the, what the Bible does over and over. 
over and over. Like, <laughs> yes, like we are not <laughs> positively portrayed. Nope. And so why would anyone and not even just one person, but multiple authors multiple. over thousands of years yes. continue in that same cadence, right? Yes, absolutely. And continue to highlight their shortcomings. I mean, every single great, you know, and I, and I use air quotes, great leader, um, every single one has a flaw or, or a major shortcoming that is highlighted, Mm -hmm. um, without fail. I mean, Abraham lies repeatedly, um, and then, and then tries to bring about God's plan through his own (laughs) messed up plans (laughs) with Hagar, not his wife, Sarah. And, and then you, you have, um, Noah, depicted in a drunken stupor. You mm-hmm. have David committing adultery and murder. Yeah. You have all of these throughout the span of history. And these are great, great leaders, incredible mm-hmm. figures of faith. Mm-hmm. And and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to detract from that at all, but only to say that they are incredibly human. Yeah. And the Bible gives us instance after instance after instance saying, you know, rise up. Yeah. You know, rise up and serve me and I will honor your faith despite the fact that you are human and you are full of flaws. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, I find it actually incredibly encouraging to read the honesty of scripture because it's like, okay, I'm not going to get it right every time. I'm not, I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to at times look really, really foolish, mm-hmm. but God is going to show up if, as long as I continue to serve him and to put it in his hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have to seek him. Right. And I, I want to just kind of take our conversation in a different direction only because you and I, and a lot of women who listen to this podcast, we have a passion for reading God's word. The women who have a passion for reading God's word and still don't, you know, they struggle with, you know, time and priorities and and that's a different thing, but there are women who haven't gotten to a place or maybe they're in this like dry season. Right. And they don't really want to read the Bible. They don't enjoy it. They're not really, it just like, isn't coming alive enough for them to engage with it effectively. And so I wonder, I know that you know how to, how to make scripture come alive because I'm reading your book. (laughs) And, and so I wonder if you can give like high level, how to make that happen when you're struggling, you're on the struggle bus. And it's just like, it seems just dry and maybe even boring. Oh yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. We all go through dry seasons and Mm -hmm. the Bible is a tough book to read. Um, it, it can be. And, um, honestly, I would encourage anyone listening to find something, anything about reading the Bible that you find interesting and, mm-hmm. and find a way that, um, that you, whether it's, um, the story, if it's a story and, and another thing is, um, pacing yourself. So mm-hmm. when I say the story, I don't mean you have to read through the whole thing. I don't mean you have to read even a whole chapter. Yeah. Um, sometimes for me, especially if I'm in a dry season, I'll pick a verse and I'll stick on that one verse for a whole entire week. And I'll be looking at the different words in that verse. And I'll be thinking about who wrote those words and, and be thinking about what, what were they, you know, what was their audience? What, what was happening around them? Um, there was a, um, a passage I was studying actually recently in Jeremiah. Um, and it's, it was in the first chapter and I just got kind of stuck on that 
that one section of scripture and I kept reading it over and over and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't, you don't need to read a lot. I think a lot of times, you know, in school we're taught, well, you have to read this chapter or this chapter this week, and you have to get from page this to page that. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of times we get so hung up on how much we've read Mm -hmm. that you lose out on the fun of Mm -hmm. reading the Bible. It becomes so much work. Yeah. And, um, I find for me, I'm very visual. So I do find that having like an archaeological study Bible helps. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not necessarily something you have to go out and buy. There are a lot of online, really good online resources. But for me, a lot of times things that are alluded to in scripture are so foreign Um, I remember studying in the old Testament when I was writing portions of this book and certain gods that were referred to, um, Mm -hmm. that the Israelites had fallen toward. And I was trying to picture what, what that would have looked like to the ancient audience. It gets pretty dark and pretty morbid. Um, (laughs) yes, y'all don't see my face, but yeah, it gets, it it gets pretty dark. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of evidence, a lot of archaeological evidence that you can actually look at um, entire palaces that have been uncovered that show um, artistic depictions of things that the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. And for me, being very visual, that's actually really helpful. It, it helps me to, it, it helps the story to kind of come alive. You know, we're yeah. not watching a movie, we're reading a book. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely different genre, but visual aids help me enormously. Another thing that I find um, really helpful is to map it out. And again, like I'm a nerd, so I don't know if that helps anybody listening, but it's like a prerequisite (laughs) when I'm studying a chapter, like I have to write an outline. Yeah, It really helps. It helps me to, um, to go, oh, okay. So it's a different region of Israel that we're talking about here. You know, Mm -hmm. Judah is, is in the South. You that what what's you know impacting their daily life is totally different than the north and different things that are happening only make sense if you're in that region versus yeah. versus you know the the northern region so it's um that's another thing that that for me helps a lot mm-hmm. um and the last thing i would say is uh it, word studies um yes. it's it really is so helpful the bible is um, it, the, the translators have done an incredible job. I, you know, I highly recommend reading multiple translations, Yeah. Um, but you are still looking at a very, very ancient language an ancient dialect. And so there are times when you're reading through the old Testament, that's really helpful. And you can do this um, online. Blue letter Bible is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they'll do like an interlinear, um, concordance. concordance. Yeah. Yep. And you, you, and, and you can click on that and you can look at, you know, how it breaks down that word. And then yeah. it'll even give you examples of times that it's used other places in the Bible. Exactly. And I find it so, so helpful because sometimes, you know, a word will just pop out of the blue and you're kind of like, why would you what? say it like that? What is that <laughs> you know, yes. I remember reading um, in Genesis, it's in chapter six and um, it's really not long after the fall. And, you know, it's really not long after God created man. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, the Bible says that, uh, God saw that man was inclined toward wickedness, like continually inclined toward wickedness. And it says the Lord regretted that he had made man mm-hmm. and it really breaks your heart reading it. Yeah. And I, but I thought at the same time, I'm like, okay, but does that mean God changed his mind? Mm-hmm. 
and it made me kind of go, wait, what? And so I stopped and I went and I, and I looked at what did that word mean? And regretted can also mean that it grieved him to his core. Yeah. And that there was sorrow. And I Mm -hmm. thought, oh my gosh, like this is showing us what the, the consequence of our actions are for God. Like our sin Mm -hmm. grieves him. Yeah. That he experiences pain. And when you think about that in terms of him, not just wiping everybody off the face of the planet, mm-hmm. you know, he, he allowed mankind to continue and even yeah. comes back to save us. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that every single minute we're on this earth and we're sinning, it grieves him. It causes yeah. him pain. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it kind of, kind of took me back. Cause I'm like, that's how much he loves. That's how much he loves. Cause you yeah. know, you don't allow that to continue unless there is just a profound and deep affection. Mm -hmm. I mean, otherwise, why would you, you're God, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, so, um, so word studies are another tool that I highly recommend. And again, like pace is really super important. So if you're in a dry season, don't try and and read the Bible in a year. If you're in a dry season, you're probably not going to even get that much out of it. Mm-hmm. Pace yourself. Figure yeah. out what works for you. And mm-hmm. if you have to start just pulling up the Bible app in the morning instead of social media and just reading the verse of the day. Yes. Just do that. Just yeah. do that. It, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a chapter a day. It doesn't have to be even a number of verses. It, it can just be one verse. And, and honestly, those little teachings they do, the like two minute teachings that they do mm-hmm. on the verse a day, actually I've gotten a lot out of those. So that's good. I, uh, I, I think that's, that's a great starting point. It doesn't have to be crazy. It can just be that. And then once you start feeling like, okay, I've got that down, maybe do some word studies. Maybe when that verse a day pops up, you click and see what some of those words, you know, you go a little deeper in that. When you start getting more curious, then, you know, get to an archaeological study Bible. Look at some pictures. What are they talking about? What does that look like? That's so good. And just so y'all are reminded, we actually, I did a training on how to use blueletterbible.org so that you can oh. go deeper into God's word. And that's inside of the community, herrenewedstrength.com forward slash community. You're going to click on the guides button and it's guide number two so that it can encourage Bible study consistency. So we, I do have a, like, I think it was like 20 minutes where I just teach you clicking. Where do you click? What do you type? How to use Blue Letter so Bible. So super easy. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's one of my favorite tools. And you can click on multiple translations, right? You don't have yeah. to go out and buy yeah. five Bibles. No, it's they have a ton. Of tra- they even have the Greek in there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. You don't need to pay thousands of dollars for logos. You can go to Blue no, Letter Bible. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or figure out how to use Strong's Concordance. You can just use Blue Letter Bible. And they are referencing Strong's, which is- They are. Yeah. I have good. a hard copy of Strong's. You believe me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to Jenny. Jenny sent me that. That was so nice. Oh, I stole um, mine from my father-in-law. Oh, see- <laughs> My father-in-law doesn't wouldn't have had that, but I love him. It's good. It's good to to have these tools and and yeah. just remember that these are tools, right? Yes. Like yes. this is not what you're basing your study on. This is just so that you can go deeper into your study. And I I like to remember Absolutely. I encourage women 
who are like in the devotional world for a really long time, like devotionals are helpful and they have their place. But I think it's a a really important practice to come back to the source and to be reading the book itself, right? Not a book about the book. And um, I kind of fell into that for a season when I was, I had gone through a dry season and I was like, it was kind of hard even just to, to read a couple verses. So I was like, let me see if I can find something that'll help it bring to life. And, and I was in devotionals for over a year. And then I went back and it was a devotional on Romans. I couldn't get through it. And I just was like, I don't know, Lord, like, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And the Lord was bringing me to Ezekiel over and over. And I'm looking at Ezekiel and I'm like, how am I going to read this (laughs) without some help? And and I went through, and that was this year, actually, um, in Ezekiel. I went, I went through Ezekiel this year. It took me months because I only did a couple verses at a time, and I was digging into them. But I was so blessed by that. I was so transformed by it. Like, the, the Lord did a really deep work in me through that study, yeah. and it wasn't led by anyone except the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's, you know? that's the beautiful part of, of studying your Bible because – you are allowing God to speak. I mean, we Mm -hmm. all want God to speak into our lives, but I think a lot of times we want it like whispered in our ear directly. And, and sometimes God is saying, I've already spoken. I've spoken through my word and and I need you to, I need you to, to, to listen. And, um, and that, so that, no, I, I, I love that you, that you did that and that you were obedient to the Holy spirit. And also that, you didn't, that you, you allowed yourself to linger because going deep in those verses, I mean, Ezekiel's a dense book, (laughs) but you know what? I never knew that so much of our, like today's worship music is inspired by Ezekiel so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I was connecting dots left and right between all of these songs that we sing at church. And I'm like, Oh, yep. I never knew graves into gardens, right? Like who it's knew my that came out yeah. of Ezekiel, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, it was one of those songs that like I would be blasting when I was going through chemo. That was yeah. years ago. And like two, two years later, I'm reading the very book that inspired it and I see it and I understand it. And it's a new meaning for me because I was a grave that yep. was turned into a garden at, yep. at that point. Right. And there's just so much richness that we get just by honestly like persisting you just have to like make the decision and be okay with not knowing everything I think you know for a lot of women that I work with like procrastination is the thing fed by perfectionism and you think you have to do it a certain way and it's like oh then I just won't do it if I don't understand it I'm just not going to read it I'll have someone else interpret it for me but you don't need another person another human to interpret for you the Holy Spirit will interpret for you yes and and not only that but I think there's a fear in asking questions Mm. I think that a lot of times it's like we feel like we don't have enough you know, faith or we're not Christian enough if we have to ask questions. And it's like, stop, stop, stop. I mean, nobody has all the answers. Okay. First of all, any author will tell you that the way that their work has been interpreted by the, you know, variety of critics or authors, it's going to be all over the place because everybody comes at it with their own perspective and oftentimes their own agenda. Yes, And and so there's going to be a variety of, of, 
translations or interpretations. Um, with the Bible, it's no different except that God is the author. Mm -hmm. So his understanding is a million light years beyond what our understanding (laughs) is. So you, you have a a human author and they're like a ton of different interpretations of their work. Imagine with God and only the author, even, even when it comes to a human author, only the author can tell you for 100% what they meant by what they wrote. Yeah. So only God is going to be able to tell you 100% what he meant by what he wrote. Yeah. And there are times when a verse, you know, you, yes, 100% go study the original context. However, there are times, I know in my own personal life, there are times where God has taken a verse out of context to speak something to me. Mm. And that was for me on a personal level. Mm. And I wouldn't, you know, build theology off of that. I wouldn't tell somebody else, well, that's exactly what that verse means. But mm-hmm. that verse spoke to me at a moment in my life when I needed God to speak. Yeah. And he can do that because he's God, because he is the author. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So it's like, you don't have to have the answers. That's the whole point. Like you, the questions, when you, the Bible tells us when we seek, we will find him. Mm-hmm. And when we seek him with all of our heart. That's right. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you ask those questions and you lean into those questions, I mean, he's, he is, he's there to answer. He is there to answer. He is the answer. And, yeah. and so, yeah. So I'm like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be, don't be afraid of what anyone else will think because you don't get the answers until you ask the questions. Yeah. Pride will keep you from Precious, Every time. precious experiences, right? Every time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I want to end here and just thank you so much for coming on to the show today. You are one of our day one speakers inside of 2023 <laughs> so Renewed excited. Conference, right? And it's, it's going to be, be awesome. so good. <laughs> um, so Heather is speaking on confidence and comprehension. And honestly, it's just going to be a deeper extension of this conversation today. So if you haven't already registered, get to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash conference and get registered for free. Heather, again, is one of our day one speakers and her session is, I know that I am going to be rewatching it. So I encourage y'all to make sure that you are participating. We get to hang out with Heather inside of our conference community the day that her presentation goes live, right? And then we have our (laughs) Q&A. So it's going to be really good. But in addition to that, you wrote a whole book. And that's how I even found you. (laughs) Um, I bought her book, guys. And when I bought it, I was like, my pastor endorsed this book. (laughs) And it turns out that my pastor is our pastor. So we, uh, right. The Lord works in really (laughs) mysterious ways. And I just was so encouraged as I started to read your book, the first couple chapters on Abigail, just, you know, giving more color to an already vibrant story. So I highly encourage you guys to check out between the lines, Heather, two seconds snippet on your book. Go. Okay. Um, two seconds. It's honestly, it's narrative retelling of stories of scripture. Um, so I, I did the deep dive on all the culture and the history and then, um, interpret that into the, a a narrative retelling of what you find the, the accounts that are in scripture. I'm not adding to scripture. Um, I'm just putting it in a more modern format, um, so that 
so that hopefully it'll encourage people to to see the Bible in 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 fresh eyes with fresh eyes. Yeah, and you will. Um, it is so engaging. It's very very. I don't know. I feel like it, it like captivated me, and and so I'm I'm reading through your last bit on Mary now, and I'm. I just think it's a great book. I think it's a great resource to have and to have a hard copy of. Um, I got the Kindle version. I'm going to order the hard copy because I want to write notes in there. And I don't really like Kindle, to be honest. No offense to the Kindle people. Love a hard copy. So I'm old school, so yeah, I do do. (laughs) I know. Highlighter and pen. My husband's like, why do you have such a heavy backpack? I'm like, I I can explain. So um, I hope you guys will check it out. I'll include the link actually in the show notes to, you know, encourage you guys to get your copy and we'll be giving away a copy in the conference party, which is going down on Friday, November 10th, part of 2023 renewed conference. So Heather, where can everybody find you? Oh, I, my website is heatherpreston.com and my social media handle on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is Mrs. Heather Preston. So very yeah. good. Well, we love you. I'm so grateful you came on the show. Girl, I love you, so you friends. I love yes. you too. You're, you're, yeah, you're killing it. This, this whole ministry of yours here needs strength. I just, I'm, I'm seeing God do some amazing things through it. So I saw him yeah. really excited to be here. Yeah, no, you're officially part of the community. So <laughs> We love you. And hopefully you guys will check out the book. We'll see you inside the conference. And if we don't, we will see you on the next one. God bless you guys. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.